Welcome to another episode of the Senate Update. I'm Anger Gamer. I'm joined, as usual, by my buddy, Lab Monkey. How you doing, Lab? Hello, friends. I am doing very well, thank you. Awesome, man. Well, buddy, we got a, uh, got a new event. We got a new hero to chase, bud. Yay, and, uh, content. Ah, yay, content, indeed. Uh, so um, it is not the end of the days or the end of the game, um, but we do have Jedi Knight Luke Skywalker, finally. Um, so just to give you a you know, kind of context of all of this, so we, they basically teased it out. It was about a week and a half ago on Friday, and then um, officially announced on Monday, and then we're right now the the event is live as we're recording this. Uh, potentially by the time this comes out, it may be done with its first week uh, week long cycle. But um, pretty cool to get a new kind of classic character introduced into the cadence. Um, and so so it was announced. That Teased out and announced and implemented pretty quickly. Um, and now we have them here. Yeah, uh, what do you what do you think of the the overall announcement, cadence, all that good stuff, man? It's it's how they usually do big releases like this. They don't want to give people very much heads up because they want uh, as much panic farm spending as possible. So uh, makes sense. Uh, this is the same way that they did with gas. Uh, when he came out, pretty sure it's the same with Malik as well, if I recall correctly. Uh, they gave you about two or three days notice, and boom, there he is. And if you want him, you got to spend for the most part. Yep, absolutely. There's always a few characters you definitely don't fucking have. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I am not close to unlocking this guy now. <laughs> uh, well, alongside their announcement, they did, they did release the kit. Um, I know you and I. Um, definitely don't have him yet, um, but I did want to kind of go through the kit a little bit. So we're not going to go into too too much detail. So if anybody wants to read through line by line all the nitty gritties, um, definitely go out to the forums. Um, they have a good they have a developer insight as well as a good um, you know kit reveal like they usually do when they release new characters. Um, and it is a lot, uh, you know, especially for these hero characters with all the abilities. It's a lot to ingest. So definitely recommend that you go out there and check it out. Um, or even just check it out in-game, even if you can't unlock them, you can still pull them up. Um, so go in there and read through this in details. We're just going to kind of hit kind of the basic summaries and talk about, you know, kind of the um, higher end or higher level mechanics of the character and, and you know, kind of how we see them being used and everything. So uh, first up is his basic. Uh, so prevailing strike is what it's called. Uh, it dispels debuffs, basically. Um, and, you know, kind of stacks up damage in combination with one of his later abilities. Um, and then it, you know, also stacks up uh, max protection until the end of the encounter. So, nothing super fancy here, but effective. What do you think, Lab? Yeah, they keep, they keep doing these dispels on basic. They introduce more and more of them. I remember when they introduced Shock T, uh, that was another big dispel on base. It used to be just, I think, just the Sunfac had it. Um, and then now we've got, like, I don't know, four or five characters with it on now. I can't yep. keep track. But, Shakti, um, Ahsoka, a few others. Yes. Yep. Ahsoka. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, dispel on basic, obviously, always going to be useful, uh, especially getting around taunts and stuff. So, yeah, solid basic. Nothing earth shattering, but um, I like it. 
Nice. Uh, so the first special, Stalwart Advance is what it's called. Uh, and basically what this one does, it's an assist. Um, and it, it basically, you blind the, the target that you're hitting with it. That's the big one. Um, but then there's, it also does apply um, Jedi's Will, which is a, a buff that gives you 100% counter chance, 25% uh, offense, and 25% speed. Uh, and then also attacks, ignore defense. So yeah, a solid buff for Jedis only, and specifically not Old Republic Jedi. Um, what do you think of this one? Uh, this is this is a very good ability, um, very strong. Uh, the assist with another uh, Jedi reminds me of Jedi Knight Revan. Of course, uh, they couldn't put too much synergy with him because he uh, he himself is a ridiculous character. So. Uh, they want to limit his viability with uh, Jedi Knight Luke in whatever way they can. So it makes sense that they would exclude the buff going to Old Republic Jedi. Um, and then, of course, you don't want Jolie in there. Um, Jolie can't be getting giving out these buffs either because uh, Jolie reviving Jedi Luke is going to be annoying for people. So, yeah, limit mm -hmm. those buffs and, uh, and, and encourage players to... Uh, branch out and use other Jedi. Um, I, I like that. I, I really do like that. I, I mean, I don't want to. I like that a lot too. I don't want to do the Jedi Knight Revan simulator again. It, that was that was a really annoying meta, anyways. So, yeah, for sure. And, and I do appreciate the fact that they are trying to like have you explore some of the other Jedi and and almost kind of force your hand into building two separate teams um, for the Jedi, um, which is which is pretty nice. I mean, obviously, you can split it from there with some, you know, Bastion, Revan, and all that. But um, it, I think, it will have us, you know, between people that have Revan, Luke, and like even Padme, and, and maybe a couple other leads. I, I think we'll be having some. Um, there's so many Jedi in the game that I think it'll be cool to have that many teams with that faction. I agree. Uh, one other. Th quick thing before we move on to the next ability that I think is very important. The defense penetration component is actually a yep. really sneaky source of damage. Um, yeah. Let's uh, hear around some things. <laughs> yes. Uh, that, that defense penetration is very, very good. I, I mean, obviously it's dependent on the enemy armor and blah, 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 but um, mm -hmm. it's, it's a lot of hidden damage, so don't sleep on that part either. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so next up is the second special, which is called Repulse. Basically, it's an AoE stun, um, and it also applies vulnerable for two turns on enemies. Um, there's also some max, you know, max health and protection stacking reductions in there, um, and it also cannot be evaded or resisted. So basically, you're stunning the entire other team. Yeah, unless vulnerable. <laughs> Unless there's a galactic legend that can't be stunned, that's the only caveat. But everybody yeah. else gets stunned and they can't resist. What do you think of that? <laughs> this this yeah. move is redonkulous. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, this is this is what's gonna give him viability in other teams when he's not leading. And we're gonna get into his leader in just a minute. But yeah, this move right here is going to single handedly win a lot of meta matches. Like you're gonna spoiler alert, you're gonna be able to beat Galactic Legends with the right team without a Galactic Legend yourself, uh, if you have Jedi yeah. League. So yep. This is a good ability. But do we even even just from a pure um control perspective, do we other than Palpatine, are there any other mass stuns in the game? 
Hmm. I don't think there are. That's pretty potent in itself, especially yeah. since it can't be resisted or evaded. It's yeah. like helps AOE on speed, basically. Yes. Yeah, I can't think of any. Yeah. All right. Uh, unique number one. Uh, and granted, this is with a Zeta applied, so keep that in mind. But um, basically, every time he's damaged, this is the big turn meter piece of his kit. Um, so every time he takes damage, he gains turn meter and offense. Uh, until he uses his basic. So this is where there's an integration point with the basic where um, he basically keeps on ramping up his turn meter and his offense until he uses his basic. So this is a little bit a la, um, you know, Tarkin where he can ramp up his damage, you know, in combination with when he uses other abilities. Same kind of thing here. Um, but in true uh, Luke Skywalker fashion, there has to be a turn meter component involved. Um, so... At the end of his turn, um, he also gains more turn meter. And then Jedi Knight Luke Skywalker is immune to stun and fear. Now, I haven't looked at all the abilities. I'm assuming that one probably is applied as part of the Zeta itself. Correct. Uh, yeah. So what do you think of that one? That one's, uh, you know, it it's... reminds me a lot of like CLS's kit a little bit with the turn meter manipulations and stuff like that, and that overall team. What do you think? The the biggest part uh, in that entire uh, that entire move is the resistance to fear, not resistance, immunity to fear, because that means yeah. that uh, he's going to stomp Darth Revan teams, um, both as a leader and as a uh, as one of the subs. He's uh, we're getting more and more of these these characters that are immune to fear. Uh, the first one we have is Padme, I think, and stomped Darth Revan and then we have who else is immune to fear is gas immune to fear no he has a, he has a move that says hero with no, no fear but he's not immune to fear um, <laughs> ironic <laughs> yes um, I think I, I wanted to say there was one more maybe not um, but anyways yeah being immune to fear makes you uh, very very good at beating Darth Revan teams so and Jedi Luke certainly no exception sure um okay so last uh we have the meter return of the jedi is what it's called um so basically light side allies have 15 percent critical chance and critical damage double for jedi so realistically if you're running with all jedi uh you're going to be getting 30 percent cc and cd um and at the start of his turn, all enemies are reduced to his base speed. Not his speed with mods, his base speed. Um, so he's basically, and, and the thing is, too, is that that speed alteration um, applies basically until the end of the encounter. Assuming he's a leader, right? So that this is his leader ability, so you, you have to have that in mind. But... Yeah, he's basically going to stop everybody in their tracks. Like, if you just have uh, any amount of speed applied to your other teams, it seems like this will just outspeed every single team in the game. <laughs> Is that your impression, too? So so the thing to keep in mind with this particular uh, leader is that it only triggers when Jedi Luke gets his first turn. So the... I mean, first of all, before before I get into that, let's just take a moment to 
recognize the sheer ridiculousness of this leader ability. Uh, this ability right here makes him, I mean, by far, he is the third best leader in the game uh, behind the two Galactic Legends. And it's, I don't really think it's even close. Um, Gas was ridiculous, but this takes it to a whole new level. Um, he's probably, he's either the third or the fourth best character in the game as well. And you could put Gas up there, maybe, you know, maybe tied for third, something like that. But, uh, I mean, I would, I would put them above Malik, honestly, because Malik doesn't have a leader. He's, this, this leadership is just ridiculous. Um, and so the reason it's so ridiculous is because Jedi Luke himself is not fast, but because of his, thing in this uh, point. <laughs> because of his assist ability, all you have to do is have one fast Jedi in the team. Think Shakti, Hermit Yoda, Grandmaster Yoda. Any, any one of them who is modded with your best speed set, and you will get Luke to take his turn with the assist turn. And so if you can outspeed your opponent, and your opponent's not a Galactic Legend, then effectively you have set their uh, entire team speed to hit Luke's base speed, which is like 132 or something stupid like that. So then Luke will use his repulse move, which stuns everybody. So not only do they all they get stunned, die without taking a turn. Yes, not only will they get stunned, but they are at 132 base speed, all of them. It's just, it's ridiculous. Um, if his leadership ability gets gets to go off before your team takes a turn, then you will lose. It's as simple as that. Right. Yeah, that's a, that's a rough one, man. <laughs> And interesting, it's funny because obviously they had to add in that Galactic Legends are not affected by his leader ability. Otherwise, he would end yeah, up they, the they, best they leader. They scrubbed all of that out of the kit. They're saying, yeah, we, we need to not include that in here. So it does seem like it's meant to be a, it, you know, he's going to be the top, you know, as far as rarity goes and challenge to get the character, it seems like he's going to be the top one in the squad. Um, so this isn't going to be like a crazy, and there's a couple other tunes that you have to probably throw in there to make this super effective, I would imagine. But there's nothing bonkers like where you have to get him and then you also have to have a GL to like make this team shine, which I kind of appreciate the fact that that, even though we'll get into this in a second, but um, you know, even though you do have to invest gear in the, the tunes to get him, at least you don't have to do cha also chase like a GL or something like that. So, like Indeed. That. So, um, so let uh, we just went through the kit. So let's let's talk a little bit. Take a step back and and talk about how you get this man. Um, so they just you know put out a quick bullet point summary of who you need. Um, so basically, as far as characters go, um, you need CLS. Uh, Rebel Officer Leia Organa, Captain Han Solo. So that's the Hoth boy with the uh, the furry hat. Um, Han Solo, and then uh, you need Wampa, uh, Legendary Chewie, Darth Vader, three PO, Lando, um, Hermit Yoda, and then for ships you need. The, so they do need to all be seven stars, but any capital ship, Han's Millennium Falcon, and Wedge's X Wing. What do you think of that list? 
Well, by the way, the characters have to be minimum Relic 3, and I've heard Relic 5 is probably a little bit more realistic for, you know, the event itself. Right, with the exception of Wedge, since it's just his ship, and you just need his pilot, everyone else needs to be Relic 3. Um, What do I think about that? Um, I have a couple of thoughts. The first thought is it's very obvious that CG chose these characters, not just because of their prominence in Empire Strikes Back, but more importantly, because there are several of them that nobody outside of a massive fanboy would have had relict. So people would have to spend gear and probably real money because, you know, except for the free-to-play hardcore players, nobody has that much gear saved up at one time because it's too easy to put it on other characters. So uh, that's what I think about that. Um, outside of that, at least they didn't have stuff from outside of the of the time frame uh, like Agreed, they did yeah. with the Radis unlock. Like it wasn't yeah. like randomly, oh, resistance ship, that you're unlocking, but also you need a uh, Bosk and you need a Sokatano and you need Evan Hawk. That was that was so blatantly really threw in those bounty hunter stupid. ships on, on those two events. It was yeah. uh, totally out of left field. Uh, yeah. No, I, I agree. There wasn't. I, I I agree that like thematically, all these tunes and ships make total sense. Like these characters and ships were all actually in the movies. It's in the era. Um, so well chosen and, and, you know, as far as like the character selection themselves, I I appreciate the fact that they're trying to dust off a few characters that probably haven't been, uh, you know, even from the most veteran of players, you're probably not pulling out Captain Han Solo or Rolo that often, right. Or even OG Lando at this point. So like, it's cool that they're like mixing in, you know, some two some tunes that some of those even seasoned players probably have, but probably haven't used in forever. Um, the big, the big issue that I have is for younger players or newer accounts and even like accounts like around the age of yours and up and mine, um, you know, in the 3 million GP range, some of those characters are, you know, as far as Wampa, who, who who's farming Wampa, unless you just really want a Wampa, um, and the reason I, you know, so there's a lot of get one in there, you know, so with Wampa and Hermit Yoda, Hermit Yoda is at least a character that some people have farmed because he's a really good character within Jedi. Wampa, if you're an older player, you've probably farmed him before um, the likes of Malak and Gas came out. Um, so maybe you have him from that or just you've had your account long enough that you're... <laughs> your galactic bounties have stacked up a bunch of um, shards for them, but younger characters your younger accounts aren't going to have a lot of that stuff. And when character, you know, people are already chasing characters like gas and Malik with their get, um, it, it makes it a tough pill to swallow. I won't lie. Um, so uh, my thought on that, well, I have two competing thoughts. Um, the first thought is that I agree that uh, for younger players and even mid-range players g- coming up on the two-year mark, uh, this is not what you wanted to see if you are a big Jedi Knight Luke fan because there's mm-hmm. just too much. There's so much. I mean, even outside of the Guild Event tokens that you were talking about, like let's say you were super 
stingy with them. Maybe you didn't even unlock a, one of those capital ships or whatever, and you can get the Rolo shards and you got Hermit Yoda and Wampa because you don't care about Malak and Gas, whatever. There are still certain stacking legendaries in those requirements. So you need legendary Chewbacca. For sure. But yep. first, you need five bounty hunters that are able to take that event down. You need C-3PO. But first, you need five Ewoks that can take that, ba- that mm-hmm. event down. Um, and then there's, of course, and then the, the rollover requirement. Yeah. Right, right. CLS himself, which requires R2, which requires five Empire. So, um, and, and then there's Rolo herself, which if your guild is anywhere 100 million GP and above, you're probably been doing light side territory battle or, or i'm sorry light side geonosian territory battle instead of hot yep. so you don't even have rollo seven star only the veteran players do so i um so that's my first thought is it's frustrating for new and mid-range players and i feel like it's even worse for mid-range players because uh, like you and i <laughs> are so close you can taste it but then you're not really so close <laughs> <laughs> yeah well and, and and i think also like if you're a mid-range player that is playing towards metas for gac tw and arena um you probably are chasing or have gotten already um either gas and probably malik uh so and, and let's say you've also farmed hermit yoda you know what i mean so it's like you're already invested in some teams chasing tune that you know you're gonna have to spec get one on you know what i mean so like that's the position i'm in is that i'm on the verge of unlocking malik and i know gas is um once i take uh you know a few months to gear up my septroids you know i'll be in a better position to get gas as well but then like having to do hermit yodo which i've made the mistake of not farming um as well as wampa it's like nah <laughs> that ain't happening. And Rolo, on top of that, like you said, you know, I literally have like eight shards of Rolo because of I bumped up probably a little bit earlier than a lot of people did. Um, so I went straight into a guild that was doing uh, LSGO. So, like, I really didn't, you know, right around the time when like the, my first guild was, it doesn't matter. Anyway, I don't have that much Rolo. Whereas, like, a new player, at least you can chase you could make a conscious decision to chase after this rather than gas and Malik. Um, I guess is the point that I'm making. uh... Yeah, you can. Uh, I wouldn't advise it, but you could. (laughs) I agree. It's really, it's not a, it's not a free to player and not a, a beginner player friendly event at all. And I would strongly recommend, I mean, unless you just, don't care about anything else in the game. All you want to do is get Jedi Knight Luke. I would recommend put him on the back burner for a while because I mean, uh, you you were talking about how close you are um, in terms of meta teams and and get one. I'm at the I'm on the verge of Malik as well. I have 60k uh, guild event tokens saved up, and I was at the I mean I still am at the decision point where I could go after Luke instead of starring up Malik, but the the simple fact that uh rollo will take me at least four months to get even like even if my guild goes after her and we get 50 shards of her every time um that has dissuaded me from from going after jedi Knight luke uh in any any normal amount of time i'm gonna have to to slow play this one and, and get some other teams first it's just i mean it's it 
the get to is is ridiculous. It, the cost to buy Rolo shards from the get shop is so prohibitively expensive. Yeah. I highly recommend that nobody do that. <laughs> yeah, just farm it with your if you can, you know, convince your guild to go along with Hoth LS. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, there'll there'll be some guild jumpers too. Um, that, that yeah, for sure. Because I'm not as bothered by like 3PO being in there and CLS and um, Legendary Chewy. Because because at the end of the day, if you're building a CLS team, like a, a prime CLS team, you should be chasing those tunes anyway, right? So I'm actually less bothered by those than I am by all the guild event store. <laughs> purchases that you have to make uh, in order to make this happen. Yeah. Well, and I've talked just a little bit, is that, that that's the disappointed part of me, the part of me that wants Jedi Luke and can't have him anytime soon. But the other part of me thinks that it's, it's nice that the veteran players and the quote-unquote whales have a character that is going to be exclusive to them for quite a long period of time. And what I mean by that is even the younger whales, uh, they can't, I mean, it's very difficult to spend your way up to Jedi Knight Luke. I mean, you can right. do it to a degree, but having Rolo in there um, really, really lengthens that amount of time that you have to even unlock the event. And so um, it is nice. I, I think it's good that CG throw a bone to the veteran and whale players and, uh, give continue to give them at least some advantage for playing so long versus the new players because i mean it's there's nothing more frustrating even to a free-to-play player who is a super veteran player than to to see all of your hard work and your, all of your planning go out the window because somebody decided to drop 20k on the game and instantly catch up to you right so right um, yeah i, I do no, think there, there are some positives to this as well yeah, for for sure, and, and like I said, I I definitely appreciate the fact that it's all thematically appropriate tunes and ships. I mean, nobody's going to be excited about Wedge's ship being in there unless they give us a rework, which they fucking should. But um, you know, <laughs> no. Other than that, uh, I I can't complain about it. I can't complain about the fact that they're having relics in there. I mean, that's still a big investment having to do that many characters um, to unlock one. But at the end of the day, um, it's probably still better than the GL farms um, where you had to, you know, relic people like Rose and <laughs> characters like that. So can't complain too much because even Captain Han and Rolo, they're not bad characters. It's just they're not the best cream of the crop for Rebels. So they don't get much usage today. But they're not terrible characters. Um, so, you know, overall, uh, I can gripe as much as I want about the guild, st guild event store. Um, but overall, I don't, I don't mind the list, um, or really the minimum bar. So you, uh, you previously mentioned, uh, you, you mentioned the word rework, and that is a perfect segue to the next thing that we're going to talk about, which is we got a nice little surprise um just a one day late father's day gift if you will uh and cg decided to release a reworked vader uh why don't you why don't you uh, tell me what you think about the release um 
maybe maybe his new move go over a little bit and then let's let's talk about what what this is going to do for him um within the meta and uh and within the specific teams that vader likes to be in sure so um so basically what they did is they didn't do from what i understand anyway they just came out with this today um but they're they added one new ability um and it's called uh merciless it's merciless target or merciless pursuit i think merciless pursuit yeah i think no merciless massacre merciless pursuit is the other one massacre that's right yeah, yeah. It's massacre. merciless massacre um which basically allows them to take an extra turn whenever he attacks an enemy with merciless target and as part of the zeta um you can actually apply that to um the team if i remember um i think the, the gist of the new ability, I, I'm not sure if you only get it with the Zeta or not. Uh, I haven't applied it myself, but basically you, you need to get the Zeta if you want this thing to work. Right. Yeah, and it, so let me let me actually pull it up. Uh, I'll pull up the, it was looking at the, the summary page, but let me actually pull up the, the ability itself. So so while you're while you're pulling that up, let me just say real quick, Vader used to be a pretty darn good character way back when, even before I started playing. And his his main role and purpose was to uh, outspeed the enemy, um, the the entire enemy team with his unique. He gets a bunch of speed from his unique, and uh, his whole purpose was to be under a, a Palpatine lead and to open with his Force Choke move, and then. Uh, gain a bonus turn and then immediately go into his culling blade which dispels the arrow the um damage over time debuffs that he applied with his force choke and that will get the palpatrine turn meter train going allow him to stun everybody allow all the other characters go uh first tarkin with his aoe tm removal basically i mean paralyzes the other team um, to the point where it's easy to clean up before the other team really gets to, to play. Um, of course, the Empire team has long since been left in the dust in terms of meta teams. Power Creep has taken care of that, and uh, so Vader himself has kind of suffered as a result. He, that was his one, big, his one big use. He had several other niche uses too, and he even has a leader, but that was kind of the big way that he got his viability. And with the the Palpatine team kind of falling to the wayside, uh, he did as well. Right. Yeah. So and so basically, what the, the Zeta does is it applies merciless target um, to all the enemies. If I understood it, there's yes very long description uh, with the actual <laughs> ability. But basically, you, you go into a mode where you basically apply merciless target to all your enemies. Um, and then you still have access to all your other abilities while you're in that mode, while you're in Merciless Massacre. So yep. then you can still do it. Now, the, the cooldowns are still applicable and all that stuff. Uh, but basically, you can take some extra turns in there with this ability. So cooldowns are still being reduced. So it's it's not like it's directly reducing, but you're taking extra turns in there to reduce it. So you can really get him going a lot more and get his abilities out there a lot more and shell out that damage a lot quicker is what I interpret, you know, the merciless massacre to do. 
well as um, in combination with his update unique that now dispels stealth, uh, Merciless also gives Vader the ability to temporarily ignore taunt, uh, which is the other big piece that's that's nice about the rework. So so it is the I did forget about that piece. So the updated unique also does dispel um, stealth, which is nice. Yep, and you can get get at the weaklings a little bit more. <laughs> that's right. So um, I thought it was pretty cool. They they released the developer's insight with this, as they do with all of their reworks. And uh, they said specifically that the scene in the hallway uh, with Vader at the end of yeah, Rogue One like was their inspiration. And once again, I mean, I want to give CG credit when where credit is due. CG has done an excellent job, in my opinion, of capturing the essence of the characters in their kits. And that is not an easy thing to do. But once again, I mean, this I, I've seen some some video footage of this of this reworked Vader. And I mean it's kind of I mean it's exactly what you would have imagined him doing in that or what you see him doing rather in that hallway scene, which the, the developers did say that this was their inspiration for, for his reworked kit. So uh kudos to CG for this one. This was this is absolutely a a brilliant touch-up in terms of uh, being true to the thematic elements of Vader, um, as well as being a nice free-to-play bone for the majority of the player base. Because I mean, all, almost everybody sure. has Vader. Like you can't, you really can't play that long without unlocking Vader. It'd be almost impossible. No, um, just from the quests alone, yeah. you're going to get him eventually. <laughs> exactly, and, and the leader that he likes to be under, Palpatine, is is very easily accessible as well. So, um, sure. yeah, I'm. Uh, this ability looks awesome, and uh, I, I've seen some video footage. Obviously, it's very early. This is the day that it was released. <laughs> uh, but I have seen a video out there of the Palpatine team with Vader's new ability just completely destroying a Sith Empire team. Uh, Vader did his, his new move, and then he went into the Force uh, choke move, and then he went into Culling Blade, and he called Malak for 100k. And one of them. So yeah, and uh, yeah, it just <laughs> ridiculous, ridiculous. Um, so obviously it was a relic Vader. Um, so you're gonna have to relic your Vader to get the most out of him. Um, I, don't don't be thinking that your Gear Ten Vader is gonna go in there and destroy Sith Empire teams. But um, looks very cool. Looks very strong. It's definitely gonna shake up the meta in terms of what counters what, especially in territory and Grand Arena. Uh, I, I'm thinking specifically Padme might be in trouble on defense, and I think General Grievous might be in trouble on defense as a result of this. So those would be the two teams that I would like to keep an eye on, as well as, of course, the, the uh, Sith Empire team. That makes sense to me. I, I'm excited about it, too, because it, it just makes him more menacing, um, which absolutely should be the goal with Darth Vader. Um, and it, and I think it adds, you know, because I think right now in its current state, pre this update, uh, the Palpatine team is just so you're winning with that team by just applying a lot of debuffs. Uh, this adds a different element to it, um, which is cool. So Absolutely, it's, it's, and, and it's really nice. Uh, the reason that I'm personally excited for it on my own account is because. I'm I'm about to upgrade to to acquire a Sith Empire team. I'm, I'm I'm fairly close to being able to bring those guys up to Relic, but uh, in the process, my Empire team will lose Dark Bastila, 
um, who has been the engine, uh, the, the reason that I can get 60 and 61 banners in Grand Arena and, and 20 banners in Territory Wars under the ZPAP lead. So I'm very excited to be able to replace the functionality with Vader and basically do the same thing, right? Like the idea is to kill the enemy before they really move. And Vader does that pretty well now. Yeah, so, for um, sure. Very awesome. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that because uh, uh, attack with Palpy gets a little dicier with Nasty Basty, but uh, this uh, hope will uh, pad that a little bit. And, and like you said too, with with obviously you need to gear Vader to really be able to take on some of those high meta teams. If you are chasing Jedi Knight Luke, you're going to have to do that anyway. So that's right. Um, you know, this will just adds a little synergy to anybody who is actually chasing them. One more thing I'd like to add before we move on from Vader. Um, sure. This is my personal account. I've I've been agonizing over what my second fleet is going to be. So just for some context, I have a negotiator fleet. I'm going to be able to seven star Kenobi's ship after the upcoming Dark Side territory battle. So. Obviously, I need a secondary fleet, offense and defense. Right now, it's my kind of half-geared rebel team. And I also Same. have some... Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's okay, but it doesn't really hold well on defense for anybody who has a decent second fleet. And, of course, I can't rely on it on offense to beat the top-tier fleets if my opponent chooses to place that on defense. So, I need a right. secondary fleet that is just almost as top-tier as Negotiator that I can either set on defense or take on offense and put negotiator on defense and so my two options that i well three options that i've been waffling around on have been finalizer fleet uh, empire fleet and the malevolence fleet and they all have their pros and cons i won't bore you with what i'm going back and forth on but one of the reasons why the empire fleet looks uh less than uh enticing is because I would have to gear up Gar Saxon and Imperial Super Commando for the Gauntlet Starfighter ship. That ship is basically required in that fleet. And those two characters might be two of the worst characters in the game uh, outside of like just don't have a home. <laughs> They're so bad. They, they just so don't bad. have a home. No. You know, with like even if you're looking at Empire squads, <laughs> yes, they're really bad. So that's I, I would love to do an Empire fleet, and and obviously this Vader rework makes his ship uh, and him as a pilot much more attractive to get to rail level level. Um, so th that's another consideration for players is that down the line, if you do choose to go for Empire, this rework is is quite a nice little bonus for you. Yeah, and it, and on top of that too, so they did release. This is probably since you and I recorded together last. Um, they released the Thai bomber too, so they they it does seem like they're just going through all the. They're realizing that everybody has used Houndstooth for so long as their primary tank that they're now actually adding faction specific pilotless tanks. Um, yeah, so, so they, they did add that into which would make that a more viable, particularly if you're doing it as a secendary fleet. Uh, without Houndstooth or um, or even with if you have a Y-Wing with your negotiator. Yes, I should I should have added that uh, the only reason I'm even considering an Empire fleet is because of the TIE Bomber, because of the uh, the boost that it gives to that fleet. It uh, it seems to have put that fleet... That, that fleet, when you have it tricked out, can beat negotiators reliably. 
as well as any any other ship on defense. It it beats everything. So um, that was another reason why I was considering it. And of course, the Tie Bomber. It's not farmable yet as of this podcast. So that's still kind of a future plan type of a thing. But uh, yep. I'd like to be ready with it once it does become farmable. I want the fleet to basically be ready to go. So for sure. And I think too, while we're talking about fleets too, you, even these this required tunes list and and chasing after some rebels, um, I mean you are going to be upgrading Chewy and a um, few others, you know that that may not necessarily be pilots, but they did also come out with the Y wing for the rebels too. So if you are beefing up your rebels either for a CLS team um, to complement tunes that you're already beefing up. Um, or to pair with some of these Captain Han solos and Rolos and stuff like that, um, you know, you could potentially look at pairing them with some some good Rebel pilots too. So, I mean, I th- I do appreciate the fact that they're kind of dusting off some of the Rebel and Empire stuff, and including the fleets um, lately. So, it's one exciting. last point. One last point I'd like to make about fleets before we we go on to the next uh, topic is the fact that CG has repeatedly hinted that they are going to make fleets more prominent in the game. I think it's going to be very important that people be thinking not only about their top fleet, but also their secondary and possibly a tertiary fleet as well, um, depending on how big your account is. So don't sleep on fleets. You need to make a plan for what you're going to do. Even if the plan goes like a year into the future, you need to make the plan because by that time, CG is going to have released whatever new content, blah, blah, blah. Either that or they won't. But, you know, if they don't, then a bunch of people probably quit the game anyway, and it'll go down in flames anyway. So uh, either way, hey. <laughs> either way, <laughs> think about your fleet. It's going to be important. Absolutely. Um, so overall impressions of, of the event as a whole, you know, kind of what it stands for, the character. What do, what do you think, man? You know, do you see any downsides of this or, or things you wish they had done better? And, you know, kind of, I know you've touched on a few things that you really like that they did. Um, but what do you think of the overall event and all that? Um, I don't have too much to say about the event just because I, I haven't watched any gameplay footage. Obviously, I haven't been able to play it because I don't have like any of those characters at the proper levels. Um, but from what I've heard, uh, it was a pretty good event. Um, as far as the scenes that they chose and the battles that they chose. And, of course, I'm always good for... I mean, the best event in the game so far, in my opinion, has been the uh, Commander Luke Skywalker journey event. So it makes sense that this journey event would also kind of hit there in the same place in the fields. So, um, yeah, I mean, outside of that, not a whole lot to say uh, until I actually play the event, which won't be for months at the very least. So, For sure, yeah. Yeah, no, I I can't comment on the difficulty level or, or what it takes to actually build up to that point. From what I've seen of footage of the event, it does look uh, well done um, thematically, and I and I do appreciate the fact that they're kind of stacking these um, journeys on journeys, right? So they have CLS's journey, which is an, a great event in itself, and then they have the Jedi Knight Luke event, which I, I I'm hoping opens the door for them to do other things with that either you know eventually maybe a galactic legend luke um or even other, with other characters maybe do a um another version of vader or a gl vader down the line where you kind of go from you know anakin to 
gas where gas is like a requirement for doing you know, unlocking Vader and, and kind of tell that story too. So I do, I do really like those hero's journeys where it's like, you're not just, it's not like Thrawn where you're just battling through the exact same event, just with maybe a few extra enemies and higher difficulty level. You're actually doing different pieces, different tunes are used for different pieces of the event, different tiers. Um, so I, I really like the way they, they do events like that. Um, it is pretty cool. how They did it. I agree. Alrighty. Uh, what do you think, you know, some closing thoughts and stuff like that. I did want to kind of talk through, uh, where do you think, um, Jedi Knight Luke fits in the meta? I know you already kind of talked about, um, very briefly, you know, the fact that, that Jedi Knight Luke will be able to take, um, either GL, uh, as well as, you know, you, you kind of ranked him as, as probably the third best lead, um, in a game, but where do you think uh, he fits in the meta, both as a lead and or if you see him being used as a sub? Yeah, sure. So um, he's going to be great as a lead or a sub. He is excellent in light side territory ba- battles, um, provided your uh, the rest of your team is tanky enough to survive uh, the opening barrage. Um, as far as his leadership ability, it is anytime you're going against a non-GL, you're, he will be the best leader in, in that battle. Um, and you will be able to counter anything outside of a GL with his leadership. As far as fighting against GLs themselves, um, you can't really use his lead. His lead is kind of useless against them. So you use him as a sub sure. instead. And you take advantage of his ridiculous uh, five cooldown move, the repulse, where it stuns everybody on the enemy team um, and then lowers their uh, max HP in protection. Or was it protection? Maybe not. Maybe just HP. But it's both. Know, yep. No, it's both. It is it's HP and protection. 10% yeah, stacking. Of course. of course. Why wouldn't it be? Um, right. <laughs> so um, just real quick, the, the and of course, he, he's only been out for a few days now. But from the videos that I've seen, uh, and I've watched a couple of them, uh, as long as your Jedi are, uh, are built up, and you're going to need General Anakin Skywalker for both of the counters. So if you're, you know, if you're just starting out or you're kind of a beginning player and you don't have gas, then don't worry about it. Uh, this isn't going to be relevant for you. But if you're one of those players like me who has gas but is nowhere close to getting a Galactic Legend, and of course, they just buffed uh, Ultimate Kylo to make him basically immune to gas as a leader. Um, and of course, Ray beat gas beforehand. So, um, but the trick is you use Jedi Knight lead, Jedi Knight Revan lead, and you use Luke as a sub. And then you use gas in there. You can put in uh, Hermit Yoda, I think. You can also put in Master Yoda. Um, and then fifth is General Kenobi, I believe. Um, and that team beats both Rey and Kylo because of Jedi Knight Luke's silly stun. So, yeah, yeah I mean, there's some videos out there. I'm not going to walk through exactly how it works, but Luke does massive damage, uh, and he stuns a bunch of people uh, and gives you enough turns to be able to whittle them down with uh, with gas and yeah, you beat both Galactic Legends fairly reliably. Uh, so as far as a squad arena, you can still climb to the top even if you don't have a Galactic Legend, if you happen to have um, That's not necessarily an endorsement to go after Luke before a Galactic Legend, but it's just an option for some people. So, 
Yeah. I'll kick that as Especially you want. That, that particular squad is also kind of expensive, <laughs> right? Yeah, so very you do expensive. also have to invest in gas as well as Luke um, and Hermit and, you know, GK and, and Grandmaster Yoda are, are, you know, not a big deal, but uh, the other ones are pricey. <laughs> For sure. And, and the only reason that I really mention it is because uh, there are a lot of people in my GP range right now who are asking the question out loud and wondering to themselves, well, do I farm for a Galactic Legend first, or do I farm for Jedi Luke? And the answer is obviously never going to be 100% one way or the other. It'll depend on the player, but this particular, yeah. I mean, this this set of knowledge that Jedi Luke allows for countering of, of Galactic Legends might you know, give you a little bit better uh, 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 feeling about going for Jedi Knight first uh, outside of a GL. And, and I do think that it, it, as far as flexibility is concerned, you know, if you have those other tunes, you probably have a gas clone team. You probably have a Jedi Knight Revan team with both Yodas or, or maybe one or the other. Um, and you probably have a Padme team built in there somewhere. Um, as well as you probably, you know, if you have Jedi Luke, you probably have strong rebels and a another Jedi team or two that you're putting under Luke or or maybe even just under Basti. Um, but if you did encounter a GL, you can make a super squad out of that team. So at least that that path does give you a little bit more flexibility with how you use. Whereas if you have a GL, um, maybe a little bit less so, but. Um, you know, it it does give you a lot of options, I would say, for GA and TW. So that kind of segues into the last thing that I think we're we're going to talk about tonight, and that is what what does the release of Jedi Knight Luke mean for early farm paths, uh, if anything? Um, yep. What do you, what do you what think? think? Tell so, me your personal opinion. So my personal opinion is so. The idea there would be is if you were going to chase him early, um, you would effectively be chasing CLS early, um, as well as probably building up a Jedi team um, on the side with Hermit Yoda and passively farming uh, GK and a few others. Um, it's pricey. It's a path to go. It's probably not the most competitive path to go. But that said... CLS team in its own right is kind of a Swiss army knife, right? So depending on how you have modded uh, your CLS team, it can take out a lot of different things. Um, you know, people kind of sleep on that nowadays compared to old school players that know that you can, you know, the utility of the CLS team. Um, I still, maybe a little bit early still, um, I still think that it's, rough thing to say to go directly at. I, I would say if you want to chase CLS early, it's not the worst choice you could make. Um, and then kind of meander into some other teams and pick up some tunes along the way while you're kind of passively farming. Um, you know, you still do have to get through Hermit Yoda, Wampa, <laughs> and all that, and as well as Roldo. So those, those are farms that are going to take you a long time to get through. I think... It's probably not something you want to go through straight away, um, but if you do build towards CLS in the early to mid game, um, 
it's probably not the worst choice you can make uh, because you could again i would i would not say day one start farming towards uh you know you could do towards cls uh, but you know i would not say immediately start farming lando and uh captain han solo and you know rollo you'll get when you get um don't spend currency on it to get it quicker you know i agree with you on that um as well as wampa and you know you could start farming uh, hermit yoda right away too so i i think that path even if you're going to meander a little bit and build some other teams alongside cls before you actually unlock the requirements for jedi knight luke you're still going to want to avoid going after malik and gas um, unless you just want to have them at five stars, which I wouldn't necessarily recommend. So maybe for me, but uh, it's probably not the highest meta choice, but it's doable. I think I think it's more doable for a new account than a mid range account. But you lab, what do you think? Um, I would heavily advise not going after Jedi Luke early on. Um, for most of the reasons that you uh, already explained, it's so heavy on guild event currency. Um, it will take over a year, my calculations are correct, uh, for anybody to reasonably acquire enough guild event tokens to 7-star Hermit Yoda and Wampa. And it's just not... It's not something that a normal human being can set as their first goal and stick with up through until they actually get the requirements. <laughs> it's just you probably will much. lose your sanity in doing that for sure. You would. I would not. Re- I would not recommend even people who are dead hard hardcore Jedi Luke fans, which I'm sure there are a bunch of them. You can make this kind of your ultimate goal, but do not make this anything other than that make sure you farm and set goals that are reasonable along the way because if this is the thing that you start out with or even even if you're a mid-game player honestly and you already have a couple of teams don't go after jedi luke at the expense of everything else it's just not going to be worth it you're gonna there are going to be so many metas that pass you you're going to be so annoyed because you're going to have to keep saving those tokens and getting characters that don't necessarily fit in any teams looking at you, Wampa. Uh, yes. And then the roller, the, shard, the, the, group. the roller shards <laughs> on top of that. I highly advise do not go after Jedi Luke unless you are heavily established player and have most of the meta teams already. Gas, I think you, you want, at minimum, you want to have Gas 7 stars, Relic 7, before you start thinking about getting Jedi Knight Luke. Because uh, Jedi Luke and Gas complement each other in so many different team setups and counters that you're going to be playing with, you know, just with a hand cut off if you just go after Luke without having Gas <laughs> too, right? So that's see what he did there. Yeah, yes. you like that? You see that? Um, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And that's why I say, like, even if you were to set it as your ultimate goal, uh, it's a very long-term goal. Um, you know, take a meandering path to that. Um, I think CLS is a great team to chase. Um, maybe not straight out of the gate, but, 
you know, by mid game, he's a good handy team to have. So you can kind of build components of this as you go. Um, you know, obviously Hermit is good with Jedi, um, you know, Vader, Empire team, C-3PO is good in, you know, four or five different teams, depending on the mode that you're playing in. Rolo, you're going to get when you get, uh, and Captain Han Solo, he's Cantina Farm, is that right, Lab? Correct, an expensive Cantina Farm. Okay, but you can still kind of fit him in whenever you need, just like a normal Cantina Farm, so you could hold off on him and get the other stuff. Really, a lot of this stuff you're probably going to be building anyway. Uh, I guess OG Lando's in there. He's a cheap cantina farm. You could kind of save those ones as well as Wampa for the end because at least the other tunes you're building there along the way aren't going to waste it all. Um, so they're certainly strong strong tunes or they're just you know tunes like Rolo where you're just going to passively get it if your guild is doing uh, LS Hoff. Don't spend get two on her. Don't do it. Um, so um, nothing that you said there is wrong but I do want to just add the caveat that remember everything that you do in this game has an opportunity cost so yes CLS team is strong and useful to have but especially early on at the beginning what are you giving up in order to get the CLS team would you be better off building Geos and going to Padme that would help your arena rank I would say or would you be better off going straight after Jedi Knight Revan and getting a lot more damage in raids and also getting better in, in, in squad arena? So just keep those in mind as well. Yep. There's opportunity costs. Just because a team is good doesn't mean it's the best decision for you at that time. So I'm going to make a bad decision probably on my alt account. Um, but granted, I did take that path. I, took, I built Geos and Padme and all that stuff. And this is purely just because I don't want to build the account the same as the other one, and I just want to kind of have fun with my alt a little bit. Um, I did make the decision that I am going to try to chase after Jedi and Luke, so we'll see if I get him in a year. Um, there, there are no decisions on alt accounts. Or, <laughs> there are no bad decisions on alt accounts. Excuse me. Yeah. So, um, but, it, you know, I, I, I am curious to see, because I haven't invested heavily towards Malak or, or Gas yet. I am chasing... Jedi Knight Revan on that account, um, but not DR yet. And I probably won't at this point. Um, yes, I probably will eventually get, but um, you know, we'll we'll see how that all plays out. See if I actually hold to that because I also get ADD with that stuff. So we'll see. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I agree with you though. Don't chase it straight away. Um, if you do go after it, make it a meandering path and get the other stuff along the way before you chase it. Yep. Or you're <laughs> that that way leads to sadness. If you <laughs> if you that is womp womp. That is the paid that is the way to the dark side. <laughs> Indeed. All right, man. Well uh we've been rambling on enough about uh Jedi Aunt Luke. You have any closing remarks before we everybody have a good night, good morning, good afternoon, whatever time you're listening to this? Have anything else you want to add, Lab or nah? Nope. I seem to be having internet problems, so uh, this is a good time to stop. Thanks for listening, uh-huh. everyone. Thanks a lot, everybody. Um, let us know what you think, and uh, we'll catch you next time. All right. Peace out.